good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news stories and events from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, Wendy, it's always good to hear uh, Haley tell me that I'm right um, every day here on Native Roots Radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you love to hear it every day on Native Roots Radio. Right on. Thank you. Hey, a couple things here. I I have a couple. Do you know what time of year it is, Wendy and Haley? I do know what time of year it is. What time of year is it? It's time to sign up for Minsure. Oh, my God. She knows. Because it's open enrollment. Holy God. Haley really knows what's going Mm -hmm. on. Well. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun. So I was actually getting my health insurance figured out today for 2024 going into the new year. Uh, Yes, we know it's real fun. But you know what does make health insurance searching better? Our friends at Minsure. So connect with navigators at Minsure.org to help assist you in finding the right plan. Hey, Haley, it's been a big uh, birthday month uh, here on Native Roots Radio. We got Wendy's birthday, and uh, I feel like, Wendy, you're going backwards in time. You're getting beautiful, more and more beautiful oh, every so day and every year. But we got a couple other other relatives too, Haley. We do, yes. Um, our cousin Dallas, happy birthday. It was Dallas's birthday earlier in the week. And also your son-in-law, Micah, our, our leech laker of the family. Yes, uh, Jelaine's husband and all-around great guy and a, a big part of Native Roots Trading Post. And uh, <laughs> we couldn't have done that without him, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you too, Haley, and of course, Wendy. Um also, too, uh, it, it's Friday today, so uh, the play's wound, winding up. Um, yeah. Then why don't we talk just a little bit about that before uh, we move on to the show? Mm-hmm. A Christmas in Ochapi, presented by New Native Theater, uh, which is actually being performed at Red Eye Theater just off of Snelling there in Minneapolis. Uh, Christmas in Ochapi is written by Montana Cypress. And a uh, great cast. It's actually New Native Theater's largest cast. Mm. Um, and we went opening day, and it was so funny. It was hilarious. And um, our relative is in there, Delisa, and she's amazing. Um, so if you haven't seen that yet, their last uh, play is happening. It's this Sunday at 2 o'clock, I believe. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we may be sneaking in there. I might even sneak uh, there after the show, Wendy. Ooh. <laughs> sure. Me too. <laughs> Maybe. Meet you there. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I, I get a little uh, tired after the show, too, and uh, so we don't know what's going to happen with me uh, tired-wise, Wendy. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I know we have State Senator Mary Kunish on today, and I see her uh, camera, but she's invisible, and I don't know if she's a, a shapeshifter or, or what, but I know State Senator Ooh. Mary Kunish is here somewhere. <laughs> I'll add her to the stage and see if we go. Hey, State Senator. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think she's she might have her grandkids on a Friday night. Ooh. Yeah, oh, that that sounds fun. Can't wait for that to happen for us someday, Wendy. Yeah, someday. Ooh. Do you guys have any other weekend plans besides maybe going to uh see a Christmas snow choppy? No other plans. <laughs> Just maybe do some Christmas things and preparation and maybe paint. Wendy, did yeah. you see Wendy threw together that painting for uh, the Christmas uh, holidays that's now up in our living room? I don't know. If, Haley, I, you saw it and you saw it live yep. too. Oh, my gosh. And it was so much bigger when, Wendy, when you stood by it. I was amazed. And you did that in, I don't know, a few hours? 
crazy yeah. talented. You yeah. are. No, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it was fun to do. I just needed something to just – I just needed something to like get a big paintbrush and like just fly your arms around and just paint a big picture. Yeah, I I asked for little deer in the background and uh, eagles, but I guess that's that native part of me that oh yeah, you got to have something in there. But uh, Wendy immediately said no. <laughs> I like it. It's a great winterscape. Yeah, yeah, for the holidays, definitely. It's up for the holidays, and then we'll we'll put it on auction uh, after the holidays. There you go. Put it up for <laughs> nice. Auction. Hey, we uh, have State Senator Mary Kunish who is. Uh, also a number one uh, babysitter, and I know she's got her grandkids over there, so it's always it's always fun to to check in and also uh, see how the kids are doing and how State Senator Mary Kunish is doing. So welcome, uh, as always, State Senator. Oh, thank you so much. Wopilatanka. Hi, everybody. They just left. The little girls just <laughs> left, and uh, uh, we're, you were talking, I heard you talking about birthdays, and there's a... Yeah. Like November is a crazy birthday month for us, but so is December. So there's a, a family birthday party tonight as well. Oh, fun. awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, we just got to invite uh, for the governor. Uh, we didn't want to talk about that, Wendy. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, for their. Um, it's like a Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. For uh, stations. And uh, what, is, what is it, Haley? You, you seem to read our email a little better than I do. Oh, thank you. I think it's, it's uh, they're putting together a little something special for the press, I think. So, yeah. oh. so it'll be fun and we Very get nice. to show up and shake hands. And uh, so next week we'll have to do a pre-record before uh, the magic time of three o'clock in the afternoon, hanging out with the Gov. Okay. <laughs> I'll drop your name too. I'm sure they, they know of you or um, no, I'm just kidding. Of course they know you. They might, they might have, they might have known, know a little bit about me. <laughs> That's right. Just a little bit. Exactly. Hey, so checking in, how's it going? We we love to see uh we're getting close to uh firing up the next legislative session. Uh what day it is that? Uh I do believe uh we start February is February 11th like a uh Monday. Let me look here. I can Check my calendar. Uh, the twelfth is a Monday, and I believe that's um, or the twelfth. Monday, the twelfth is is the first day of the new session in twenty twenty four. So that's our official kickoff date. But of course, we're getting ready for those that uh, session now. I've just been mm-hmm. meeting with so many people on educational issues. Um, we were able to do so much good stuff last year, but everybody says there's still more to go. Mm. But we're we're getting ourselves geared up for it. Yeah. Well, this session's not more about budget; as uh, it's more about um, uh, laws and stuff like that, right? It's every other yep. year's budget. Yep. This year it's about policy and bonding, so they call it a bonding year, uh, where. The bonding committee goes out all over Minnesota. I mean, I can't even imagine right now how many miles they put on uh, visiting all these different communities that are asking for bonding dollars. I know my community is looking for um, some dollars for um, uh, in the watershed area to control the water uh, uh, flooding and that sort of thing. Um so there, bonding will be a big one, and there's there's cash money that can go towards bonding. There's geo bonds that can go towards um, uh, bonding. But for some of this, you have to have um, bipartisan support to get those dollars into the the community. So I hope that our our GOP members will will um, work with us and 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 agree to some of these spending and bonding bills. Yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, this is Native Roots Radio, and we're here with State Senator. And later, uh, we're going to have our sacred animal section with uh, Wendy Pilot, and we got fun facts and things like that happening. And uh, we love our Fridays because it's a really a positive Friday, all except that one year when uh, Wendy you had fun facts, and they were all like brutal facts. <laughs> but we're we're back to we're back to fun facts and a fun Friday. You're listening to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake. Stay with us.
I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why Native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it. Like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. The AM950 2024 calendar is here, and we have a brand new thank you you're going to love. A meet and greet with me, Matt McNeil, and other hosts from AM950. Become a sustaining member of AM950 with a recurring monthly payment of $50 or more, or make a one-time membership donation of $250 or more, and not only will you receive the AM950 calendar and the AM950 tote bag as a thank you, but you'll also be invited to an exclusive thank you, the meet and greet. For more details or to sign up to become a member, go to am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Great partners of uh, Native Roots Radio and uh, the great work they do all over Turtle Island, and we appreciate them and the work they do. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, it's always fun to catch up on Fridays uh, about policy and things that she does. She's running around the whole state and checking out schools. So, uh, State Senator, what did you do this week? Mm. This week, as I was saying, I met with a lot of um, organizations, nonprofits that really support the work that we do at the legislature. I mean, we might be able to make laws and um, put dollars into areas, but it's really a lot of our nonprofit organizations that that do the boots on the ground kind of work. And so they were coming to us to talk about the bills we passed last year and um, if there is going to be any additional dollars this session, if if we might be able to support them as well. We heard last year or last week that there was a surplus, but that it kind of zeroed out as we look to what we spent last year into the future. And so on the one hand, it's sort of a comfort that those dollars are there for that, those things that we put in place last year. Um, and of course, we got a little spoiled last year, so um, <clears throat> we won't have as much to work with this, this coming year. So I worked on that. Um, I have, uh, I was, I was voted in as the chair of the National American Indian Legislators. And so I've been looking at the different committees that are set up already and, uh, which committees I think that we should, uh, continue to work if we need new ones or to merge a couple of them or whatever the case may be. And then uh, trying to look at all the elected officials and native uh, legislators across the state. I don't know them all. I know some of them. And so I'd like to reach out and talk to each one of them and see what what committees they'd like to work on. So that that's been keeping me um, kind of busy. But today I spent from one o'clock to five o'clock on the Zoom uh, for the uh, sign and uh, our new flag. And I think we narrowed it down to one. Wow. I'm going to tell you which, can I tell you which one I like? 
And I hope you can still see me. You're all swirling around out there. Um, can, but we did narrow it down to one of the flags. I don't know if I should, you know, say well, anything or, or tell well, you about that. But can, um, you, can you hear me, State Senator? I can, can you, hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you, you've come through the whole time. It's just one of those little oh, okay. glitchy things. It's you guys I, that all went yeah, down I, the road. I want to tell you the one Wendy and I like, right, Wendy? Sure. And the one with the, the river and the lake, the swirl in there. We like that one the best. That okay, look was a fun. close second. <laughs> yeah. but it oh, okay. I know. I know. A lot of us, a lot of us were, you know, outside of it, were cheering for it. Um, <clears throat> but the one that did did make it is the one that has sort of a, a linear shape of Minnesota on the left hmm. okay. with um, the stripe where the land and the, the um, sky meet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Haley, then I do you believe have those? there will. Hmm? I'm asking Haley to pop them up. Yeah. I'm looking them up quick. Okay. Um, and then uh, I believe the eight pointed star will be on the shape of Minnesota. That's awesome. So, so why why that one in particular? That why is that number one? Did just like everybody just vote on it and say they liked yep. it, or was yep. it a split that one decision? Was the it most unanimous? Votes. It got it did okay. Mm-hmm. I um, think it was actually like the linearness of it and the straight lines. Um, and when we talk about those principles of good flags, one of them is that a third grader could draw it from memory. And the swirls, while they're unique, and I think a third grader could figure out how to draw that, or you know, they have their own interpretation of it. Um, it, it, it was, I think, the simplicity of the other flag that kind of won out at the end. Okay. That makes sense. And anything's yeah. better than what we had before because me as a, a millionth grader could not draw that one. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, <laughs> and so I think we will be meeting again on Tuesday morning, maybe talking a little bit more about the details, you know, what color green, what color blue, where mm. exactly we might want that the, the star placed. So we're not quite done, but we we are so close to being done. Yeah. So there's you were talking about some kind of app that would uh, show what the flag looked like when it was blowing, and uh, yeah, um, I, that's my that was my worry about the one Wendy and I liked is mm. what would that look like uh, with the wind blowing in because it looks good straight. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened too. Um, uh, and, and we did see, um, we did see that, uh, a couple of times they were able to bring it up and, and show us what it looked like. And it actually looked really nice. That's good. I liked it because yeah. it kind of reminded me of the rivers in Minnesota water and the Northern lights too. So mm-hmm. yeah. You mean the one that wasn't picked? picked. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there they are. The bottom, Which one is the it? bottom middle one was not chosen. I think that <laughs> one was uh, really open for interpretation for a lot of people, but um, there were it was a father and son uh, collaboration. And uh, if you look at it, maybe you didn't notice the swirls actually m- could be interpreted as um, as the loon. Yeah, or loon. Wow, yeah. I do see it. Um, and then um, Shelly Buck, I think it was Shelly Buck, either that or Kate Bean said it's, it also looks like the two rivers, the Minnesota River and the Mississippi where, you know, Badote, where the Badote. two rivers meet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like that one was really open to a lot of interesting interpretations. Yeah, I didn't see but, the But um, at the end of the day, that was not the final decision. So which one was it? Can you pop that up again, uh, Haley? Yeah. Which one was it? Uh, the top middle one. Okay. Oh, the top yeah, with the stripes, yep. the white, green, and blue. Yep. Yep. Oh. And I think, and, and the uh, eight-pointed star, like the Dakota star or the quilting mm-hmm. star, they call it. Mm. Uh, you know, so many cultures use that star 
in, you know, in so many different ways. I think that mm-hmm. was one of the draws to that star. And then the, the stripes on the right, you know, do we want blue on the bottom and then to represent the, the water, the green mm-hmm. to represent the land and the white to represent the sky? Or, you know, how would we, how do we order that? How do we want it? Somebody mentioned, you know, we should have the sky because we say the land of where the sky reflect, where the waters reflect the sky. And mm-hmm. so should it be blue and then white or should it be white oh, and then blue? Goodness. So many things that you you don't think about, but the details are really kind of fascinating. They are. And if you have any samples of uh, the uh, one that didn't win that we like, uh, could you hook us up with that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are some of the designers um, once – once we're done with this process, so when you submitted your design, it then became the the property of the state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they had like the copyright rights. And then once that um, one has been chosen, I believe the state will release the the hold on them, and then it'll be public domain, and folks can, you know, really kind of merchandise the other ones if they want. And I think there's, there's a specific some... there's a specific website that we we saw on the news that does do that, and that's mm-hmm. uh, funny mm-hmm. that you bring that up. Yeah, it's a place yeah. where all the flags that nobody wanted goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they do whatever oh. they with sell them. them. Yeah, they it's sell like them. the misfit flag shop. <laughs> oh, and that's so you know it's kind of sad because I know it people is. really put so much time and thought oh, and nice. creativity. Um, and heart into these designs and, and, you know, at the end of the day, only one could be chosen and it could be kind of a morph of a couple of them, but, um, I'm glad I didn't have to choose. I'm glad I didn't have to choose. It must've been fun Mm -hmm. to do that and go through that whole process though. It sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, that as legislators, we are just, we weren't, um, voting members of the of the committee. So the other members were the, there were four of us legislators on the committee and um, our secretary of state was able to vote. And he talked Mm. a lot about how it looks to represent. Oh, the other thing on the state seal, we did add the red to the loon's eye. Oh, So a lot of people will be happy with that. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Wow. Uh, So we got a minute left here. We're going to, take a take a break but uh yeah interesting news i really like the seal uh and especially with the wild rice in the in the corner there and uh mm-hmm. uh we, you were on the news from a real long shot last night and when there there's state senator she's wearing a red blazer so we we picked you out on tv um no. hey <laughs> so hey this is native roots radio and uh i'm awake and we're going to be back with state center and then later on with uh wendy with our sacred animal section and it's fun fact uh friday and uh we'll be right back stay with us Ho. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. 
Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Hi, Matt McNeil here. You've demanded it, and AM950 will deliver. The AM950 calendars are back for 2024. This year's calendars features photos of taken across Minnesota, plus important dates in both progressive and AM950 history. All new or current sustaining members who make recurring donations of at least $10 will receive an AM950 calendar as a thank you. If you make a monthly recurring contribution of $25, $50, or $100, you'll receive a thank you of both the calendar and a brand new AM950 tote bag. Make a one-time $25 donation, you'll get a calendar as a thank you. Or make a one-time $50 or $100 donation, you'll receive a thank you of the AM950 calendar and the AM950 tote bag. It's really simple to become a member of AM950. Go to our webpage, am950radio.com, click on the membership button, and sign up. The website has the details on the different levels and the 2024 calendar and tote bag. Thank you to everyone who's continued to help support AM950, one of the last true progressive radio stations in the country. Thanks for keeping AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, on the air. Some days I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Check up on your mental health. Take an online mental health screening at mentalhealthmn.org. Mental Health Minnesota has online mental health screenings, resources, support, and connections to treatment and crisis services. All anonymous, confidential, free of charge, and open seven days a week. Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. Mentalhealthmn.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick William. Tonight, rain expected with a low of 35. Then Saturday, more rain likely with a high of 40. Get the appliances you've been dreaming of for less at Warner Stallions Year-End Clearance. Shop closeouts, scratch and dent, and floor models. Plus, buy more to save more. Take 10% off two red tags and 15% off three at Warner Stallions Year-End Clearance. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, fun fun day to catch up and uh we got the scoop on the flag you know i could see state center was a little worried about uh letting people know but uh we did drop the drop the victory flag here and uh you've heard it here first on native roots radio so thanks for the scoop state senator you bet you heard it here (laughs) (laughs) cool so okay wendy we're gonna say something no i wasn't at all no (laughs) (laughs) i must have that look in my eyes thanks for adding to the show the yearning look in my eyes but i don't have anything to say yearning look that's nice cool so uh what what else we got cooking state senator uh what what does your uh weekend look like i know we're gonna try and sneak off and go see uh, new Native Theater play tonight and uh, possibly Sunday uh, afternoon, too. They're closing. That really happened fast. But there's still there's a lot of things going on in the community and uh, a lot to pick from. Yeah. Um, well, I have to finish up my, all of my holiday shopping. I think my a couple of my sisters are coming over on Sunday to do some cookie baking. I did a little bit with my granddaughters today. But um, one of the things that that will that I'll also be working on and I have and I've been working with uh, Representative uh, Koslowski and the American Indian uh, Caucus. I don't know if you were aware that um, uh, Savannah Ryan William, the young uh, the woman that was uh, killed this Mm -hmm. past week, a trans yeah. woman. 
um, she's Native American, and her family's, I believe, from uh, Red Lake. Wow. And so, uh, you know, it's been interesting uh, recognizing the violence once again mm-hmm. uh, to the our, our Native folks, but also our Two-Spirit folks and uh, the LGBTQ plus communities. And uh, so... We are looking at um, how we can best support the family. I know that our um, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives Office is getting involved and, and there will possibly be some kind of a, a rally or support uh, program on November 9th, I think is when the trial or when a hearing, the first hearing for this is. I think the family is asking it to be tried as a hate crime. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just... The, the plight of not only the LGBTQ two-spirit plus community um, and the violence against them, but also, you know, how it, it connects and, and continues to um, kind of be that cancer in our indigenous communities. Yeah. And it's, it's a sad time of year for, for those families, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sad. Thoughts and prayers and uh, action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to a community mm-hmm. for sure. I am hoping to get to that play though tomorrow night, if if possible. So, bring the sisters; they'll love it. It's a yeah nonstop humor for what about ninety minutes? It really it? is a funny, heartfelt, really cute uh, play. It really is. I love it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, in this time right now, uh, we need something to distract us for about 90 minutes, right? Yeah, definitely with all the things that are going on and, uh, you know, it's, we do need a distraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say, Mary, in the legislation, do you get to work on or get involved in any of like the helping the homeless population here in St. Paul? Because we were just watching a story last night, Robert and I, about the encampment in Minneapolis and how they're trying to keep that in place, you know, for the winter and that things are, they're saying things are going well. But then they're talking about talking to some of the neighbors that live very, very close to the encampment. And those people are kind of saying, you know, uh, there's drug, you know, people come from outside and bring drugs and prostitution and there's theft and, you know, they want the the encampment out of there. So there's like two sides of the story. I, I could feel for both of them, like the homeless yeah. people need a place to stay. Where are they going to go if they're right. moved? That's the big question. Right. Yeah. That's the big question. And then I get, I get it. I get it. I mean, if I lived right across the street from it and there was shenanigans going on all the time and I didn't feel safe because of it, I would probably want them to leave. So I could see both sides of the story. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a tough, tough question. Mm-hmm. And yes, we do get involved in these conversations at the state capitol uh, when these communities are, are very unique. Um, the, those that um, choose or find themselves with no alternative to the encampment oftentimes um, don't know where to go for resources or um, perhaps uh, the resources that are provided they're, they don't feel comfortable in, um, you know, no matter where you go, you're going to get a lot of people that are always trying to take advantage of the most disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those are usually the unsavory um, drug dealers, sex traffickers, um, those that would take advantage of, of, of those homeless folks. I know that Hennepin County has been working really, really hard for literally years mm-hmm. to find alternatives to to these um, to housing for those that are in the encampment. Um, I know they, they they had hope during COVID, they actually rented out like almost full hotels mm-hmm. and um, housed folks there. But again, you know, mm-hmm. the those unsavory folks follow everybody where they go. And eventually that was not a safe place to be either. We're fortunate that our winter has been mild so far, 
but I, I really do worry about them if they were to stay there the entire winter. I really don't know that that's even possible if we get some of the terrible below zero weather that we've had in the past. And so, yes, we do work on, on housing and housing emergencies and those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Does Representative Leash uh, uh, Kosalski, didn't she just win an award up in Duluth for um, um, housing up there, right? Yep, um, they did. And it's really a passion of them to do that, to find this, because this is not unique to the metro area. Right. Housing um, and housing, lack of housing for our Native relatives is uh, is everywhere across the state, actually across the nation. And, you know, it, it really started, of course, with the displacement of our people and pushing them onto reservations and then luring them into our, our metro areas, promising good jobs and, and housing that never really came through. And so, yes, uh, Representative Koslowski is very, very uh, active in this area. Uh, they have received awards for the work that they do. And uh, it's not that um, they are working for those awards. They are really working for the community, the indigenous community, as well as those that are not. Duluth has a, a big issue with yeah. um, homelessness and the transiency of, of the location. And it's right on the... Mm -hmm. International waters, which is, right. you know, direct line for t trafficking. There's just so much to do. Yeah. Is I lived in Duluth for a year, actually. I was a bulldog uh, my freshman year. And oh. there was always concerns, um, not only on campus, but also downtown, um, mm -hmm. just with uh, houseless relatives. And, and the ports were a big concern as well. Mm -hmm. So. A, a little off subject, uh, but it is about uh, uh, housing in one sense. Is there a, a way that uh, the legislature somehow can um, uh, have a law against uh, uh, all these companies coming in and buying mid-price housing? I know Alex Rodriguez, who now owns the Timberwolves, was talking about that he's a part of a group that owns – what he called uh, 450,000 doorknobs across the country of mid-price homes. So these uh, companies are coming in, not only foreign companies, but uh, local companies, or not local, um, uh, companies from this country are buying up mid-price homes too. And, and what are they doing with the homes? They're uh, renting them and oh, making renting money. Oh, they're renting them. Okay. Yeah, and so then somebody, and then they're upping the price too. Oh, right, and then they. It, this was like a sixty-minute uh, piece I remember on TV, and they were saying that that's why people can't afford. It's one of the reasons. One yeah. of the reasons why people can't afford to buy houses was right. because of that reason. So, is that a federal law that we should be talking to, or is that a state law that we could uh, uh, wrangle up here in the state of Minnesota to stop uh, this kind of uh, buying up of? mid-price homes you know that um we have had many discussions around that uh at the state legislature because mm -hmm. we are seeing you know these hedge fund that's it mm -hmm. yep. organizations and businesses and companies buying up the um the houses and uh, you know when when and then they're not they're not controlling i mean they're not uh, right. maintaining them they're jacking up the rent so that it isn't a, a affordable. It means that, you know, young folks or new homeowners don't have the option to buy them. And it um, it uh, elevates the cost of, of the price of it. You know, yeah. once, if they say, oh, I bought, you know, they bought, a, let's say, bought a house for 250000 and now they're saying it's worth 350 That means everything else around is going to to be out mm -hmm. of, outpriced. And so this is a huge phenomenon. Yes, there is legislation around that. And it's not just uh, family homes, but it's, you know, uh, business 
buildings and lands, and also our manufacture home communities. We have a lot of out-of-state uh, hedge fund corporations that buy up these manufacture home communities. The you know that's they own the land, and so they are increasing and jacking up the rental fee of the lot. And then saying, oh, you have to maintain the trees right outside and you have to do this and you have to do this, which they actually should be doing. And it's the same thing with these senior housing um, big uh, buildings that we see. So we're working on it. We're conscious of it. And and we really want to make a difference for those people. And it sounds like you are and you're you're on top of it. And I really appreciate your answers to these. Yeah, really important work. Yes, you guys are doing really important work. Thank you so much, State Senator Mary Kunis, for stopping in as always and, and, and doing this great work for our communities. You bet. Right on. Hey, up next, uh, Wendy with her Fun Fact Friday. Yeah, and Lucy's here now meowing just in time. That's right. We'll be right back. This is Native Brits Radio Presents. I'm awake. Thanks again, State Senator. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Hey, before we get to Wendy on our Fun Facts Friday here in our Sacred Animal portion, which I learn stuff every time that we uh, get together and talk to you every Friday and Sometimes we sneak in a couple more days because we need a guest. But um, <laughs> uh, Haley, uh, there's uh, uh, something happening here with the, the COVID uh, COVID uh, shots. I'm wondering if you have any updates on, on that. I do. Let me just quickly pull that back up. So, um, yeah, I just want to remind everyone. So um, we're actually going to be recording our second COVID-19 uh, symposium with Dr. Stately soon. But there is some information that we want to get out today because this weekend there are a few places in the Twin Cities area that are hosting vaccination events. And some of these have $100 incentives. So if you need a reason to go get um, your your uh, updated vaccine or a booster, uh, this weekend would be it. So these vaccination events are happening. There's one uh, happening December 16th from 12 to 3. This is happening at the Hennepin Technical College in the cafeteria. Again, December 16th, uh, 12 to 3. Uh, that is on Brooklyn Boulevard in Brooklyn Park. And then TAKS is also holding a vaccination event um, on the 17th from 2 to 6. Uh, again, another $100 incentive, and that will be happening at 2601 Minnehaha Avenue in Minneapolis. Again, December 17th, 2 to 6. 
So that's awesome for you guys that are driving. The 17th is Sunday and the 16th is Saturday. That's great. And then you get your, I'm sure they give out a gift card and you can go shopping. So yeah, do some buy Christmas me a Christmas shopping. present and send it to uh, Native Ritz Radio P.O. Box. Uh, never mind. But hey, Wendy, yeah. the, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. She's been an animal advocate for many, many years, and uh, she's beautiful and uh, an artist and a painter. And, a, and Haley's uh, an artist, too, I want everyone to know. She does beautiful watercolors. Well, I have a heart of an artist. I cry at sad commercials and movies. Is that, does that <laughs> mm-hmm. count at all? Absolutely. Yep. Right. Woo. All right, Wendy, take it away. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. And I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States. And I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And it's always my pleasure to work on stuff like this. So a couple of weeks ago, um, Robert and I, we were out in New York. And then I was talking about um, New York City pigeons. Do you remember that? <laughs> and we were kind of like talking about the pigeons and whatever. So I had some fun facts about <laughs> oh. them. And then just recently, Haley, you sent me an article about pigeons and how mm-hmm. humans have abandoned them. Like, yeah. 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 They used to be domesticated. Wow. Yeah. They used to fly and send messages. Exactly. So I'm going to talk. That's what I'm going to talk about right now. Now, I have to admit, I have not read the article fully because I've been running around and I haven't prepared myself. But um, what I wanted to do was talk about um, 11 fascinating pigeon facts. And then I want to go to that article and say, you know, hey, you know, we domesticated these pigeons. We They worked for us, right? We brought them in to live with us and be with us. I mean, they were in World mm-hmm. War One and yeah. World War Two yeah. messenger pigeons. Big deal. Yeah, really big deal. I mean, they saved people's lives. And they sent messages. And they sent messages. I also just read that they were on ships as well. The pigeons were on ships. Now, if a ship was sinking, they would send the pigeons out so that they could get help. Could you imagine wow. that? So they've been replaced by texting, it sounds like. <laughs> they have a tweet. <laughs> or the tweet, yeah. The tweet. <coughs> oh, I see what you did there, Exactly. Haley. So, you know, people really are hating on pigeons, saying like they're the rats of the sky, they make a mess, they carry diseases, all of these things. But we brought them here. We wanted them to live with us, and now we don't want them anymore because we we um, domesticated them. But like you said, Robert, they were, and Haley, they were the first domesticated bird. People have been keeping uh, pigeons as pets for a very long time. In fact, pigeons are portrayed in uh, the in some art forms as far back as 4500 BC. Wow. And yeah, scientists believe that the species of art are the first recorded images of pigeons, and that's 4500 BC. That's crazy, really. Yeah. There's yeah. different kinds of pigeons, too. Yeah. I know in New York, they look different from the ones in Minnesota here, too. Yeah, they did. They said there's so many species and different variations of pigeons, and if you just look at them, they're all really beautiful they have like iridescent colors to them and they and, are really pretty and for some uh the pigeons sing and for others they poop on them i know okay. <laughs> some pigeons are war veterans wow. like we were just talking yeah. about that during the 20th century it is common for countries to have flocks of homing pigeons for military use the birds could quickly de- deliver important messages between bases or across enemy lines mm. pigeons are credited with saving thousands of lives through the information they so diligently delivered commonly known as pigeon post oh. yeah Really, one pigeon named G.I. Joe (laughs) saved British troops from a bombing with five minutes to spare. Another by the name of Cher Amy 
delivered a total of 12 important messages for the United States military during World War One. Mm. On his last mission, Cher Ami was shot in the breast and still managed to fly for another 25 minutes, completing his mission and saving the lives of 194 stranded soldiers. Oh. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Yeah, definitely. That pigeons were um, doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Pigeons have lives outside of the military as well. Historically, pigeons were released from sinking boats. This is what I was talking about before. Sinking boats to send for help. Pigeons have also been trained to aid in rescuing people lost at sea. They locate the people who are stranded and notify rescuers of the location. They are perfect for this job because in addition to having great eyesight, they can detect the ultraviolet light that surrounds the people in the water. No way. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know it either. I just read it right now. That's amazing. Do you want to know another fun fact? Yes. That when Mike Tyson, the boxer, was young, he had hundreds of pigeons. And he was very – they were his pets and he had them on the roof. And I I think he was from Brooklyn. Really? And uh, he was very gentle with them and uh, he loved them. He didn't bite off their ear? They don't have ears. Yeah, so pigeons are navigation experts. <laughs> Believe it or not, pigeons can find their way home <laughs> from an astounding 1,300 miles away. What's more, they have been proven that they can do so after being transported in complete isolation to a location they've never been. So you could be, you could blindfold them, take mm-hmm. them 1,300 miles away from where they be, where they belong. They don't know where they are. They take off the mask wow. and they could find their way back. I can't even find my way from Minneapolis. Yeah, to they Saint have. Paul. They must yeah. have Google Maps sometime, you know, yeah. inside. Yes. And I like what you said about the ear thing. I just got that. You Thank just you. got that. That's funny, Robert. Pigeons are also very fast. Yes, they're very fast birds, which is one of the reasons they make great messengers. Their speed also makes them great racers. Mm. Pigeon racing is surprisingly lucrative business, and racing pigeons can be quite expensive. The most expensive pigeon ever sold costs nearly $1. Point nine million dollars. What? I don't like that what? because I don't like exploitation of of animals. But mm. right. Oh. And when money's involved, the animals usually are not taken care of well. Right. You yes. didn't read that first. I didn't. I'm, I'm I'm just doing this live on the cuff. Pigeons cool. are excellent male male carriers. Pigeons are people. Yeah, there's a couple of other good things about pigeons. I'll save it for next time. But pigeons are people too. Listen, we domesticated. Now we need to keep the love. Oh, we need to keep the love for the pigeons. Good call. Yeah, Peeny Gigi, Wendy, and uh, Peeny Gigi State Center, Mary Kunish, and uh, Haley. This has been Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now. 